ओम तेजोसी तेजोमय धेही वीरमसी वीरमय धेही बलमसी बलमय धेही ओजोसी अजमय धेही मैनरसी मन्नुंगमय धेही सहोसी सहमय धेही इफलजन पावर आर दाव फिल्म विथ पावर बेलर आर दाव फिल्म विथ बेलर स्ट्रेंथ आर दाव फिल्म विथ स्ट्रेंथ वाइटल एनर्जी आर दाव फिल्म विथ वाइटल एनर्जी रिजॉल्व अगेंस्ट रॉन्ग आर दाव फिल्म विथ दैट रिजॉल्व फोर्टीट्यूड आर दाव फिल्म विथ फोर्टीट्यूड ओम शांति 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 पीस 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 the topic today need a little peculiar spiritual expectations somebody or more than one person asked me in different times what can we expect from spiritual life or believing in god or the spiritual way of life so i thought why not we face the question normally there are two views of life the materialistic view or the averagement's view which is not too much philosophical but just to live or the spiritual view how the people of the world believe in some type of higher being guiding their life controlling their destiny other half is not sure about it or for some time they ignore about it average man when something good happens thank god something bad happens what is the need for god this is normal attitude krishna brings the idea that there are four types of devotees materialistic people are left out among the devotees there are four classes first class is said artha who is in trouble i am in trouble oh lord please do something krishna says is a devotee because he turns to god he could turn atheistic nihilistic agnostic so many alternatives are there but he turns to god and recognizes that there is a higher power the second class of devotees are the people who want something i have not troubled no headache not to take my wife is all right my son is all right daughter is all right our country is all right we are all right but a little bored if i get still better so they are called orthartha they want something and we know that he is a big man god is something all powerful if he is kind he is happy he will give us something extra the buddhists throughout the world believe they are special people and god favors them of course he should favor even a normal rich man powerful man political man if you join his party he favors you that is how the two party system survives if there is no difference between among after election if the president treats everybody equally the next time he will not get votes you see so there are at two party system means there will have to be difference difference means some people will be favored others why should he suffer support him when he has no money if he become president everybody helps of course tries to please you anyhow so the same human analogy is put on god i have joined god's party he should favor me in the semitic religions uh Christianity, Islam, Judaism, and even the precursor of these religions, Zoroastrianism, 
they accepted that there are two opposing forces are all the time struggling. Ahura Mazda, the good one, and Arriman, the bad one. So there's all the time struggle going on. But ultimately the good one will win. You see? So safer to join the good party. You see? If you are more or less sure. By the by, I was reading some books some time ago. Among the literature of the world, the most moral is detective stories, detective novels. Why? Because they are ultimately the good wins. Ultimately the good wins. So it must be moral, that idea. Anyhow, so here also the idea, whoever joins the God side, God favors. The problem comes, then he will be called partial. Though we want God to favor us, still we want the God to be ideal person. So an ideal person should not have preference, should not go out of the way to help somebody. So how to save God from that trouble, that charge? Sri Ramakrishna gives a way out. He said, God is equally available to everybody. Like wind is available to every boat. But one which unfurls the sails will get the benefit. Uh, and it's, ah, how wind is so favorable to us. Wind was favorable to everybody, but they did not take advantage of it. So you will have to help also. That means, according to this idea, God requires help. Alone, he cannot do anything. So, because it is your problem, God has got millions of people. How many millions? Six millions of people. So, how many everyone separately to help is difficult to our mind. So, he is even cited, it treats equally, but at the same time gives pressure. It looks as if he has favored. If he doesn't favor, what is the use? And if he favors, he becomes partial. So in between you have to ply your boat. And yeah, there are three views about this. This is called the, that how to explain the discrepancy in life, irregularity in life. I'm a poor man's son and you are a rich man's son. I am a girl with a croaked voice, you are a girl with a fine voice. Why? If everything is fine with me, I don't complain. Why I am healthy? Why I am rich? Nobody says. Why I am poor? Why I am sick? Then only ask the question. To answer these three answers are given. You boil down all the religions, philosophies, science and all that. Three answers. One is it is in the nature of things. All three people cannot be happy at the same time, which is no answer. Why I have chosen to be the bad one? You could put me in the good group. The second answer, this is all the scientists, logicians, philosophers, all will come under this category. The second group were the devotees. There's a God we worship God, so He helps us. That is called the doctrine of karma. How do I know? Because the book says so. The great teacher says so. The God does it. But then also God is not exonerated. Because when a workman works, 80% come out all right, 20% go wrong. Why I am put in the bad group? I could be put in the good group. So God becomes cruel, partial, that is all. The third answer was given by Hinduism, Buddhism, the religions that originated in India. They said, no, you are responsible for your suffering. On the basis of your karma, karma means work, work means result. 
Every action has got a result. One physical, one of the mental traits. Well, how can you blame me? I have not done anything wrong. I am born blind. How can you put any blame on me? All right, you will have to have a better time, sense. Last time you did not take rest, this life you suffered. So, you will have to take it corollary of karma theory, is rebirth. You can't explain this life unless you accept the past. Why two brothers behave differently? Twins even sometimes different behave half the things separately. What are the expressions? Varieties of expressions are tried. But Hindu Buddhists think it is because of the influence of previous lives. And your present life will influence your future life. So there is the theory of karma and rebirth. These ideas appeal to the Europeans in the previous century, last to last century. Especially Buddhists came at that time and popularized it. It is a new idea. Anyhow, it is a scientific principle that of three expressions, the best expression is the expression. Others are, you could say they have paved the way for the better expression. Like scientists, they are discovering this one, new, newer things. Other things are not completely negated or negated, but still they are a step towards the higher things, that idea. So, whenever you turn to God, you expect something. Why well, should I think of somebody unless something, some benefit comes? And we are basically all selfish people. Self-consideration is first comes. Then comes society, then comes the goal of life, all these things. But first consideration ourselves. Of course, when we are evolved more, we may give up our own self and interest for the good of the society, Good, good for a higher cause or for God if you have that faith is there. So for average man with average faith what will be the benefit? What you can expect from spiritual life? Often people come and complain Ah, so many years I am meditating, even now my mind is not quiet and or concentrated. <coughs> so it is not for them. The idea is you can do meditate, you do spiritual life, but Gita and other books are your motive will decide what, for whom you are working. In our life, normal motives are mixed up. Eighty percent we want, my health is bad, my mind is bad, my loved one's health is bad, like that. I want this for this, my son, I want this for my wife, this for like my husband, like that. So, eighty percent is that. But still, because I have faith in God, believe that you can do something. So some spiritual benefit is there. But we are anxious for physical benefit or mental benefit. So what can we expect? Because the major focus is on yourself. I want benefit in that area. And unless the purpose is all right, you cannot get, I'm working hard to dig a well, I cannot get something else. I cannot get a machine or something. So one purpose will not get the other result. So if you want God, you have to work for God. You want worldly things, work for the worldly things. So worldly means you can do, but still a little God thinking helps. 
गीता सेज माम अनुस्मर युद्ध च थिंक मी एंड फाइट फाइट मीन्स यू डू युअर वर्क बट थिंक ऑफ मी ऑल्सो इफ यू थिंक ऑफ गॉड माइंड विल बी प्लासिड कंडीशन कामनेस सरेंडर करेज स्ट्रेंथ पेशेंस ऑल दिस क्वालिटीज विल कम ग्रेजुअली एंड दे आर द क्वालिटीज नेसेसरी फॉर your mental peace and poise so life becomes easier life removes certain the problems by some practice of some virtues some virtues you practice and they give you direct result often psychological result half of religion is psychology really and a little part also accumulated for the spiritual Your spiritual bank, your spiritual account. So, what can you expect? So, Vivekananda says, with our whole energy and heart, we cannot ask for another thing. That's why your one prayer out of ten are satisfied, because we cannot ask for anything with whole mind. Because we have got half a dozen desires, you see, half a dozen desires. so we want good result in the examination but why good result good position why good position good family now all are chain you see i am not asking only for one thing so swami says so vivekananda says mind has so much power God need not be brought in the picture. Mind itself can produce many good things, many things. But that doesn't mean hundred percent will be successful. But hundred percent, what effort is successful? Nothing is successful hundred percent. You go to the, go to the doctor. Huh? Hospitals are run. Hmm? Some people die also. So. That means nothing is hundred percent foolproof. It is not in the nature of things. So here also, you don't get it. Now some people say my mind is not concentrated. When they turn to spiritual life, even if they don't want anything outside, knowingly I don't want. This part is for God. That part for other things. As I often tell people, one time you pray only for spiritual things. Another time you can ask for other things. Remove the trouble. Give me something extra. Make everything all right. That type of things you can one day once because we are so much used to asking it. Virginia Woolf was a writer. He said, "Every wish is a prayer. The moment you want something, even if you don't ask, oh God, give me, but it's unconscious prayer that we was describing. Anyhow, so you contrast that really this type of japa I shall do. One group is there. It says you to do ten thousand times their mantra." You can get a good luck if you do twenty times times that mantra. You get a better car. I don't know what is the best car that you can get. <laughs> so similarly, if you do it like this, you can get it. But there is a physical realm, spiritual realm, mental poise, peace, calmness. Lesser, lesser in the feeling of pain, feeling of suffering, because suffering has got two parts: actual suffering and feeling of suffering. So the mental result will be much more by this. And God also sometimes does it. Half the time He does, so other half doubtful. In Gita there is a saying: there are. Five factors for success in a particular life: evocation, job, business, 
this thing, that thing. But fifth factor is daivam, divine will or uncertain. I am a very good worker, I have done very good in the company, but so also another five people have done also. So it is uncertain, last part, that is called daivam. In spite of all that perfection, all doing, sometimes you may not get it. So either the divine will, or don't put the blame on God, blame on your karma, then you are responsible, you see. Anyhow, so for an average man, expected, first expectation, make me all right. Please make me free from troubles, free from want, a little extra security, security life you want, immediately. And then a little, and to be, feel that I am all right, that means you'll have to give me mental peace. So average man wants that also. Average religious man, not the average non-believers. The non-believers we are not considering. Anyhow, so second group is first two groups in trouble expectation. The third group is those, those who really want to know about the reality of God, reality of the higher reality, etc. And fourth is already who knows or experienced. So those two are separate. Now, in Vedanta and Yoga, they said for everything you do, why put on God? God has given you powers with your own power, try to solve some of the problems, which you can do. Now, if you Pain is a very great reality in life. Philosophical, of course, there cannot be pain unless there is pleasure. You may complain, I am suffering all the time. You are never suffering all the time. There is compensation. Or if the compensation is not immediate, it may be after 10 years. That also is possible. Pleasure and pain go together. But pain, you can explain the pain away by detecting how to not to be cowed by down, cowed down by the pain, by changing your mind, by changing your mood. After that methods immediately can be told, you can increase the number. Say if you are in good mood, everything seems to be good. If you are bad mood, everything seems to be bad. You are, that's why learn how to keep yourself in good mood. By practice you can improve it. Mind is jumping from things to things. That's why mind is restless. So teach him, teach it to lessen the, lessen the desires. Desires create restlessness. Anxiety, frustration. So Buddhists analyzed the suffering is the reality. What is the cause of suffering? Desire. So many people may say, it's too much suffering for me, let me go. But basically nobody wants it. Though orally they may tell it. Unless there is very crucial pain, at a particular moment. There is a story, a grass-cutting oven, that means very poor, and wherever last year's growth of grass is there, well, they would cut. And though our homeowners would not mind it, and you have free cutting they are getting. So one house, house was a great crop there. So she cut a huge amount 
tried the amma to raise it then said oh yama why don't you take me or oh, death why don't you take me for my stories stories sake yama actually came eh yama came and yama description two types of description very good person according to hinduism dharmaraja and popular imagination is very terrible person and now she got afraid that who are you i am yama you asked for me then she said yes yeah, i asked i could not raise that packet not for dying at that time she told why don't you take me that means let me die like cannot raise it can you help me so it is like the most of the people who even if they say i want to die really they don't mean to die really temporarily they will wait here yeah, many people who are on the point of death last moment they change their mind also it happens here yeah. anyhow so desire is the base basis of everything so buddhist said they analyze stage by stage by stage all these things came because you wanted something don't want but with the body you want as soon as they got a body you want to eat you want to get this you want to go that so the ultimate solution is don't get born that's all <laughs> don't get born then no more problem but how not to get born all that come to me i shall give you eight courses and all that I do that you can get out of it so what is the ways of wailing and all that anyhow their major point is you are suffering more because of your desire so if you find desire is too much don't desire it huh oh, i remember one mother phone to me wailing wailing what happened my girl could not get a seat in stanford university and she is crying and crying i mother i also feel bad i told her how many seats they have and how many thousand have applied naturally the others will not get it let her understand that point understand that point and what is the next year let her try again and then i told her so many universities as in one place in a good place well you may get a immediate job or better job but if you don't get it what can be done millions of people will not get it well yes she is suffering but i also suffer more because seeing her pain then i told for your suffering i don't ask for any palliative you are a mother your job is to suffer is it <laughs> that is your job now the moment you accept that that is my job you will not suffer so much like an illness even now it is my lot my forehead has eaten the suffering the moment you accept it is no more suffer not so much suffering it lessen is it or the promise that some better thing will come my favorite example i am i take exercise i've been advised take exercise you'll be all right now now it is for everything they say exercise 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 now exercise means giving pain to the body is it not you do this do that is pain to the body but if you give half an hour pain to the body you will have good health for another 50 60 70 years if you start hardy but even at the age of 70 if you do make get something some result so the pain becomes a source of enjoyment if you have a good health you can enjoy better so like this you get to get an explanation that this suffering that i am having is a better cause better reason holy mother sarada devi one precise illness and spiritual austerity has equally been beneficial 
tremendous statement. Instead of telling, may be well, that is the normal expectation. People come to sadhus, God, gurus, holy men, good men, why? Hoping that their good wish will make us better, you see. Otherwise, what is the use, you see. But anyhow. So their idea is, I, you accept it, that through God's grace it will become all right. It may not become all right, but you don't ask that question. I want to believe. I want to believe. As long as I believe, I won't feel so bad, you see. If I hope, as a child believes, that mother get, can give, give him the security. Mother may not have that power, but that security say he feels will give, he is happy. Similarly, you feel that God is there, he cannot allow so much injustice. So I shall get my result. That man, of course, made big money by irregular means. I'm, I'm an honest man, I won't. So I'm starving. Not fully starving. If I fully starve, I don't need no morality, nothing. I shall get the food. Right? Moral question comes when things are normality. Anyhow, by the by, there is an interesting story in Chandigya Upanishad. To us, seems a little amusing. But lesson is the same. One Rishi, one evolved man, went to another man who was a lower caste. To us, it is meaningless nowadays. That means an unwanted person. And said, Give me food. He said, no, no, I am a lower class man, I cannot give you food. So give it. And after eating, that man said, take, drink water also. You cannot take food without water. Those nowadays they said, don't take, but anyhow. He said, no, water I won't take. Then I shall break the moral code. Why you took food, F- solid food, you did not break your moral code, but no solid food was not available anywhere. So I can break the rule. But water is available in the, in the pond, in the river, so I, for that I should not break my rule. Caste system is a different point. Then anyhow, an unwanted people like that, that is the theory, that is the idea. So, you can, moral rules come only when you are evolved. Animals have no morality. Very lower grade of people also know morality. Morality comes when your mind is a little awakened and then society makes you behave a little. You may not believe, but society says, no, no, you'll have to behave. I don't believe in God, so I shall do whatever I want. The social domain, social domain, if you be, if many people do, many people becomes immoral, unsocial, antisocial, the society cannot move on. So society has some demands. If you are religious, we demand some, some special quality from you. Even if you are non-religious, still you want something. Right? If you are a religious person, the government says, give money, give money, charity, this thing, that thing, and take the help of religions to enlarge the people, give money, charity is very good, charity is very good. But if you don't want to give money, they will introduce the tax system. Whether you like or not like, you will have to give it. That is for non-religious people. For religious people, their method, casualty is better, that people will not be unhappy. You force me to give money, I'm unhappy, I give it, but I'm unhappy about it. So this is the major point. So 
So willingly do some things, you'll get some. Suffering is less. You lose your money. There is a story about Tagore. He was pickpocketed in one place. So he was feeling very bad. Pickpocketed. Then he thought, why I am feeling so much? If I gave him voluntarily, then I would not feel bad. So he began to think, I gave it willingly, willingly. He said, after half an hour he fell asleep. That means mind was peaceful. <laughs> so it is a change of mind. So change of mind is one thing, change of attitude. Either by a theory or by experience. If I've got cold, I say, oh, what a terrible condition. Then the paper brings the news, millions of people are having cold. I don't feel so bad. Not that my cold has lessened, my pain has lessened. But I know now one million people are with me. So I'm not the only person. We suffer more when you think we are, I am the only person suffering. But when many people are suffering, you don't feel so bad. So bad. You get used to it, but not like it. I remember very personal note. I remember my mother. Mother was, my father died as a owner of a big property, landed property. He like a called house of Indars, half, the mirror that that Then Pakistan came. Pakistan you could not sell anything and it is unsafe to stay also. So after a few years, my eldest brother, he was in India, he forced her to come to him. So he came penniless. Sunset, sunset job, of course. Uh, so for some one or two years she felt very bad for 30 years she has given money to everybody my education her money you see like that and she has no money and if she requires money she will have to ask the son give me a little money you see it's beneath her dignity you see anyhow then after two years I found she got used to it why neighborhood Thousands of people came from East Bengal, most of them penniless, only one job, probably one of the members of the family. So seeing so many people having it, her mind became, oh, so I am not the only person to suffer, yes. Of course she was not starving, but anyhow. So that's what I am telling you, personal, so suffering, you feel more intensely if it is very near. Somebody suffers, a mother suffers for the child. She has the pain, but because the child has the pain, almost the mother will also, almost like a pain. Because of identification, my child, intimacy. So life, that's why Indians, some unhappy Indians are happy that twin towers happen. Because for 10 years they could not convince America that Kashmir, these illegal, not immigrants, the attacker comes, killed about 10,000 people. They did not believe in it. Ah, it is because they are lower cultured people, India and others, Pakistan. That's why then when it happened here, then they knew that unnecessarily, un for nothing, innocent people can be killed. They were not believing in this thing. After that, they believe. So that way, for everything there is a good side, you see. For everything, oh, by the by. Do you know that when the Twin Towers happened, thousands of divorce cases were withdrawn from the court. Thousands. Why? So thinking of death is not all bad, isn't it? it is not a pessimistic view of life, a part of life. Why? That half the time they quarrel for small things, isn't it? not a very huge issue. And you have all say a huge issue. But then when they thought, oh, I may die tomorrow, anything happen, then why quarrel, go back? They can join together, we do the cases.
So sometimes bad experience is not always bad. It is the good side also sometimes. That is the idea. Anyhow, so for average men I have explained. Now, the moment you are religious, society will say you have to behave better. Otherwise, what is the use of your religion? So you will have to behave better. What the ordinary people do because, because of the law and the rod. If you don't behave, go to jail. If you don't do it, this will come, that will come. But if you willingly do it, you are a spiritual man, do it willingly. Of course, some people may react. And by being religious, I'm in trouble, so I won't be religious. Sometimes, India, an Indian example, the communists were going in 75 years ago, when you were students. The communists used to give argument. They were violent. Not violent like Russia and all that. There are no arms in the hands of the people. So if you're violent, you give a slap. If you're very criminal, a knife probably. Anyhow, so they were comparatively more violent than the Congress people who were led by Gandhiji, was non-violent. The communists were defending themselves. You don't believe in violence, so you should not be violent. But we, be, we are, believe in violence, so we can be violent. Huh? The logic can be applied this way. So they no nothing doing. Whatever you believe in, not society as a norm, you'll have to behave that way. So area for religious people, they expect a little higher standard. There is a social necessity and social benefit of creating good people. The purpose of religion is to create good people, not the Al-Qaeda and other things. So society is happy if you do that in behavior, mentally, whatever you think, they don't care. But now, then still a group of people remain, they want something deeper. That's it, major search is the goal of life, realization of God. Just now I was reading a book on Holy Mother. Holy Mother is telling the goal of life is to realize God, like Ramakrishna. Ramakrishna also said like that. But I found I am to write an article on Holy Mother. So I want all the credit to go to Holy Mother. Ramakrishna, I don't want to give too much. If Holy Mother is Selsa, I quote Holy Mother, not Ramakrishna. That is the purpose of my article, you see. Anyhow, so there is how the goal of life is to realize the highest when all mentation, all suffering, all everything will be seizing. You'll have to show why I, why should I be religious? Why should I realize God? Unless to benefit you, show why should I go for that? We say unselfish, but spiritual selfishness is not considered selfishness. Spiritual selfishness is not selfishness. That is the point idea. So what will be the benefit by realizing God? Eternal peace will come for myself and that will affect the society also, benefit the society also. So anything you do from three angles you do. One is how I get peace of mind, how my life is better. So if somebody says what is the benefit of calling on God? calmness, serenity, a sense of security, sense of devotion, sense of understanding, all these things will come according to your development. If you want more intensity, more result will get. If you are uh, wishy-washy, it might take a long time. That's why they say Hindus and, Hindus and Buddhists are slow because they have got birth after birth, Dwahari. 
But Christians and Muslims only want birth. Immediately they want good or bad, immediately they want, you see. But Hindus are slow, naturally becomes not so initiative, not so aggressive. Not aggressive. That is the charge against Hinduism and accepting the theory of rebirth. There is a funny shloka. A teacher, guru, and took care one of his disciples who served him to take care of his baggage and all that. He is an older man. They went to a house. A good feast was arranged naturally the guru. They want to feed him the best things possible. And if guru tells, naturally the, his attendant will also get it. He cannot alone eat it. So he was saying good, good food. But he probably knew health rules or what, I don't know. He was not taking, no, 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 I don't want, no, I don't know what. Then the guru said, you fellow, good food at somebody else's expense is always rare. Pregnant this, if you die, what does it matter? You will get another body. But good food you may not get. You see. <laughs> so it's a half humorous type of study. So this is what I have tried to describe. That expectation for average man is also average. Hundred percent nothing is settled for anybody. Unless you are very high stage. Even advanced people they cannot get 100%. That is the average man. Then if you're really intense in your wish, spiritual wish or worldly wish, you have more chance of succeeding. As for mental peace and other things, some peace will come. If a man is restless, make him sit, a little peace comes. He may jump up again, but for five minutes if you can sit, some type of calmness will come. Some. That's why we advise those who lead a very busy life, every three hours, two hours, take five minutes off and quietly sit. That will give nerves will be soothed, the good will come. Oh, among these office people, how can I do it? I used to tell you, you could smoke. Swami, you can't smoke. Now everywhere it is prohibited. So that example is not safe to give. Then what to do? Everybody will look at you if you meditate. So you'll have to meditate opening the eyes or read a book as if you are reading a book or go to the bathroom and do it. Anyhow, the idea is you must take yourself off from what you are doing and give rest to the mind. Mind rested is mind renewed, refreshed. That is the idea. Anyhow, so by your own effort you can get some results, but own effort varies. Different people have got different zeal to do things. All people don't have equal capacity to apply their mind in the thought. Theoretically, no, but practically to do is often difficult. That's why we must learn how to control the senses. Not merely control the mind, senses also must be taught. Hmm? Say, I'm a born a Bengali. I like sweets. Now you get the diabetes. Still, as good sweet comes, unconsciously you can put it. <laughs> so, that's why senses must be controlled. The senses must be controlled. That's the important idea. Merely good wish is not enough. So all the people are convinced that exercise is good for you. How many people do it? You can see yourself, three-fourths of the people don't do it. Then one day become very sick, then a few days do, again forget about it. You see? So a mere intellectual understanding is not enough. Some benefit is there, of course. But Actual practice is necessary. Self-control, mind control, 
सेंस कंट्रोल माइंड कंट्रोल बट कंट्रोल इज नॉट अ वेरी पॉपुलर वर्ड वुड लाइक टू बी कंट्रोल सो नाउ इट इज सेल्फ मास्टर एवरीबडी वॉन्ट टू द मास्टर ऑफ दिस सो इट इज सेल्फ मास्टर कंक्वेस्ट ऑफ द सेल्फ माई कंक्वेस्ट नॉट द अदर पर्सन दैट आई एक्सपेक्टेशन एज आई सेट नॉर्मल बाई फेथ a sense of dependence comes a sense of security you feel mind becomes less anxious less frustrated this will be automatic or not automatic as you try to decide to i shall be calm many people say oh i am so peaceless what shall i do don't be peaceless that's all i am so worried don't be worried <laughs> state method is don't be If you think it is bad, don't do it. That's all. <laughs> Now, how not to do it? Then you learn some technique, some exercise. Some faith is one of the techniques. That is the idea. All right, I have talked this way, that way. These are common sensical talk. You know everything. I am trying to pinpoint only some point. You see, as one, two persons ask me, what is the benefit of? Uh, Doing japam, what is the benefit of thinking of God? So that means God also is not sure that God is there or not. I don't mind. We believe in mental strength and all that. All right. So this is the major idea. You have to try to understand and then practice a little. Practice if you practice. in two, one or two months you will find some of the belief and faith is coming back that is the human nature is to believe is and human nature once developed it doubts also both are there that nature but a child believes only doubt comes as he grows up so grow, doubt is an acquired thing acquired thing you can remove more easily than the inborn thing you see That is the argument given. Thank you. O masato ma sadgamaya, tamaso ma jyotir gamaya, mitur ma amritam gamaya, sarveloka shukina bhavantu, sarve santu niramaya, sarve badrani pashantu, ma kashche dukbhag bhavit. Leaders from unreal to real, leaders from darkness to light. Lead us from death to immortality. May all people be happy. May all people be free from disease. May all experience the good. May none be subject to suffering. Om Shanti, Shanti, Shanti. Peace, peace, peace. Even in this prayer, you will see we ask for something. If God is there, it may be spiritual thing, but still we ask for it. Uh, because the physical side is so real that naturally our asking centers around the body or the mind, the physical experience that we gather through these means. But it is allowed. The prayer is let me go from untruth to truth, from darkness to light, from death to immortality, like that. So the wish is there to transcend these defects and go beyond. All right. Oh, just one. I forgot <laughs> that today is from a Ramakrishna on this birthday. While entering, I remember, but I sub- started my subject and forgot about it. That's not getting up. I remember him. I shall take five minutes about him. I was in Madras, Mount. That area, South Indian war was started by Sri Ramakrishna. So there we have big celebration on this day, and I was there for twelve years. Twelve years there. Now, Swami Ramakrishna, on the 
is one of the intellectuals of the direct disciples. When Vivekananda's lecturing here and publishing books, he was lecturing in Madras and books were being published. And equally intellectual type, of course, Samji was versatile type, but he knew Sanskrit, he could lecture in Sanskrit, he wrote books in Sanskrit also, which is prestigious. Knowing English, of course, was common. Unless you know English, you are not educated in India, you see. I tell a joke often, one young school student came to America. So he went back, people said, what did you see? Oh, the people are so cultured there. Everybody talks English there. <laughs> India, you are not cultured unless you are you know English. Anyhow, Sri Swami Ramakrishna, Swami Vivekananda is the center of the mat. All the, after Ramakrishna's passing away, all the young disciples went for pilgrimage, this thing, that thing. There was no real mat, there was a rented place, cheap. But Swami Ramakrishnanda held on to worship of the relics. And as if Ramakrishna was alive, he would cook, he would offer every item, three times, four times a day, like that. And feed the brothers. Some brothers stayed on doing sadhana. Eight hours, ten hours. Then another Swami, Avadanda, you read for ten, twelve, fifteen hours. So like this. And many of them doing sadhana, they did not care for food or whatever. Get. But he, like, he was like a mother of the mud. He would go for begging from houses. Sadhus could beg. But Bengal people are not too much used to at that time. They only threw gave to the beggars, but not sadhus. Not India sadhus are. Anyhow, so he took up a job in a school temporarily for a few months to earn money. They educated people to earn money and feed the people. And then half of them were, went out for roaming about, gradually they gathered. But because there is a fixed place, they could come back somewhere. Later, of course, Vivekananda became famous. He gave some money, say, a house was bought, a place was bought. Before that rented house, they were staying. And he was the crucial person. Then, Swami Vivekananda required a helper in Europe and America. The first choice was on Swami Ramakrishnananda. Why? He was not only scholarly, he worshipped devotional cycles are very developed. And secondly, a man of dogged nature. If he took something, he held on to it, you see. Held on to it. I remember in our Russia, when there was a talk of a Swami going to Russia, whom to choose? Russian cold in three months, he may run back, you see. Maybe Swami, but still he cares for heat and cold, I think. But anyhow, <coughs> so they chose the man who walked the whole of India on foot. That means when trains are available, planes are available, the man goes on foot. So he was chosen. And he survived. He survived. And he also, you know, Austria was like this. So when Vivekananda could not take him because he had some skin trouble or something. Anyhow, since Shardanda went. Obadanda went, Shardanda went. Later, when Sri Vivekananda retired, the first thing he did, said you have to go to Madras. Because South India, he had a following. They required somebody. And first choice again on him. And he was used to about 10, 10 12 years of this type of warships, 97. Say 86 to 97. So, and he has to go by the next boat. But luckily, boat was 10, 12 days later. But anyhow, still whole routes uprooted. He went to Madras, but language is different, food is different, music is different, and you don't know anybody. But there he went and struggled. It's easier to come to America because good or bad, we know English, you see. But then he won't understand anything. He's India, unless you learn, of course. Some people have never. Anyhow, he went there, 
In those days, you could manage without learning the language. English was common language throughout India. And again, rented place and all that. But his life showed the people that what a devoted life could be there. What a devoted life could be there. Full of devotion, love, faith. Samiji was more argumentative, ordering time. Uh, you could easily defeat people in arguments. I mean, Amkrishnath also could do it, but he did not, that was not his nature, the other way. But people are more, South India is considered more orthodox. This orthodox will like him more, more than normal people. Anyhow, so he went to Mysore, Bangalore, Ceylon, Burma, all these different places. He went round, organized centers. That was great. Then he became sick, went back to Kolkata and then died, died there. So that is the life of Shavira Krishnananda. There is a whole book. If you find it, read it. Inspiring type book.